Welcome to the ministry of Faith Community Church of Indianapolis. We pray this message is a blessing to you. To learn more about Faith Community Church, please visit us at FCCIndianapolis.com. Good deal. See, what I have that Pastor John doesn't have is I have an Isaac. And so I'm going to put him on that computer, and he's going to figure it out because he knows how to do that stuff. You think I'm kidding, but, but he's our IT department at our, our school and uh, handles most of those things. He, uh, he really actually has a gift at that. Now, he won't like it, but I'll just say that I'm really proud of him. I mean, he gets up here with Dean, and they bang around for 40 minutes this morning and starts playing the, the, the keyboard, and I'm, I'm really proud of that. I'm really happy to be here. Bridget sends her love. She is sharing another church here in Indianapolis. We really felt the last time we were here when we went back home that the Lord was beginning to direct us to, to start putting it out there and see if other churches want to hear what we're doing. And we've had the opportunity to be in five different churches in the last 12 days, um, an Assembly God church down in Columbus. And uh, it's just really neat what, what God's doing. And so hopefully he's going he's gonna to be able to get something working on that. Let me give you just a quick update. Bridget and I both felt, feel that when we get the opportunity to come share, we want to share about what, what's happening down in Costa Rica. And we also, though, want to bring a word to you um, because it's twofold. Because we don't just get up and talk about Costa Rica. And that's, it has its things. But I also, I really believe I have a word for you today. So I'm, I'm excited to get to share that. But I'll give you a quick update. You guys know more than anybody. You know, we've shared the different things over the years that have, uh, that have been happening down there. We are in our sixth year. I think the last time we were here was, what, Christmas? Is that right? So we started our second school this January. It's up and going, and we're really excited. We've got 14, 15 students at our second school. I was talking business with, with my dad yesterday, my mom and dad, and it's still in the red. It's still, it's still actually losing two grand a month is what it's costing us to, to keep that one going. But we really believe in, in feeding that school as, as a seed out of the other school because it, it's what it takes to, to reach a nation. And it's in the second most um, populous city, if you will, in all of Costa Rica. And so we really feel strongly about making an impact in that area because the youth in San Isidro are different than the young people where we live. You see, in San Isidro, where the second school is, it's, it's 99% Costa Rican students. And these, these kids, I mean, man, all kinds of manner of just crazy is being put out on these kids. Some of the stuff I know that y'all deal with here, but the, the whole transgender thing and the homosexual stuff, there's so much messed up in that community and that culture that honestly gets puked out of this nation onto that one. I mean, that's really where, where a lot of it comes from. And so we're up there trying to be a voice. Even this year, the president made a decree with the Ministry of Education that they will, che- they will teach gender selection to kindergartners and first graders in Costa Rica. All right? The Costa Rican people went ballistic because this president that's in office, he, people are like, we did not elect him. They called him the president 15 minutes before the polls closed. And there were lines out into the streets, and they, have, they count their ballots by hand. They're like, it's a total sham. He's in there because he bought his way in or whatever. And so he's pushing this agenda. And at the beginning of the school year in late January, there were Costa Ricans locked in arms in front of the schools. And like we're saying, we will not send our kids to these schools if you're going to preach this trash to our children. So it was really great to see them rise up. But like most things, after a while, people got to go to work. They got to send their kids to school. 
And so they have. But what it's done for us is open a door where we can teach what's right, what's true, right? And so people are like, oh my gosh, we want to be in this school. And so that's been good, but we've got a hindrance that, that has been a, a thing, a hurdle for us to overcome, and we're still overcoming. So if you think about us, we covet your prayers. You do not understand. We really do covet your prayers. I used to hear people say that and say, yeah, 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 you just want my money. No, I'm telling you what, when you're doing what we're doing, we need prayer because what we have to have, it's called the MEP, M-E-P. And I'll try to I talk about this so much, I want to get it, say it clearly. MEP stands for the Ministry, Ministerio de Educación Pública. So it's, the, it's like the Department of Education, if you will, for the country. And so unless your school has this stamp of approval from the Ministry of Education, Costa Ricans are very hesitant to send their kids to your school. Because, see, if you graduate from a MEP, that's what I'm just going to call it, okay, the MEP certified school, you can go to free public university and different things. So if you don't have the MEP stamp, right, then they can't get that. Some have told me that even Child Protective Services can, can come take children from their parents if they don't have them enrolled in a MEP-approved school. So this MEP approval, Ministry of Education approval, is a big deal. So we've hired Ministry of Education consultants. We've got architects because they have a whole special way your buildings have to be built. I mean, it doesn't matter that it's 100 degrees and we have air conditioning. They say, oh, no, your building must have airflow. It must be able to open the windows and let it flow. Well, the building that we're in right now in our main school, the windows don't open because we have the air conditioning because it's too dang hot to open the windows. I don't want the windows open. But they said, no, your building failed our, our investigation. So you failed. So we had to basically... I'll try to keep it short, but our architect basically did a redesign on both of our buildings that we submitted to this other department within the education world to say that this is a potential remodel we could do to get this approval. Now, the reality of it is our main school down in the town of Uvita, the guy wants $1.2 million for the property, and it would cost another three hundred grand to make these renovations. It'll never happen. But we still submitted the papers per our consultant, that this is what you need to do. And so we've jumped through a thousand hoops. You have no idea the hours and the headache and the frustration and the stories I could go on and on and tell you. But we did just this last week. The day before we flew out, we had a series of meetings with the Ministry of Education. They called us in saying, hey, oh, you guys, I could just go on, but I won't. Long story short, we got our temporary approval, which is really great because what will happen is our kids this year, I give God praise for it, we'll, we'll be able to give them a, a kindergarten diploma with the MEP approved stamp on it. So that's a big deal. People will say, well, why do you, why do Costa Ricans even send their kids to your school now? Well, one of them is because of the morals that we're teaching, right? And what I've found, though, most of the people that send their kids to our schools are the doctors, the attorneys, the accountants, it's the professionals, because they realize that the public school system in Costa Rica, in, in where we are, now we're in a more rural area, but it's really failing the kids. It really, truly is. Um, and so they say, well, we're willing to risk this child protective services and all this other stuff because we want them to get a bilingual, amazing education. And so they thumb their nose at it. We're actually, the last time I ran the numbers, we're at 58% Costa Rican students in our main school. The one up in San Isidro is about 85, 88%. So 
the Costa Ricans want this, right? And so it's a really, really good thing. And so getting these approvals, that's what we need. We need these, this solid approval from the Ministry of Education. I'll go into it a little bit more later, but what does that mean? How do we get there? We need to build some buildings. We need to buy some ground, and we need to build buildings. Because to do hundreds of thousands of dollars of renovation on a building that is already 15 years old that's falling apart, it doesn't make any sense. We need to build buildings. So as you're praying for us, this is what we need. We have two schools. We have Victory, which is the one in San Isidro, and then we have UCA, Uvita Christian Academy, down in the main town, down near the beach. And he's going to get it working. I know he will. He'll, he'll get it done. I'll show you on a map. For Uvita, for our first school that's six years old, we have a $950,000 budget. Sounds incredible. That's almost a million dollars. I know. But, you know, God hasn't called me to pay for it. He's called me to believe for it. An acre of ground where we live. I don't know. Anybody know what's an acre of ground, pasture ground going for in Johnson County these days? How much? 50 grand? All right. Down there, it's 165 for just one acre of ground. So we've, that's, that's step one. We've got to buy this ground to build the school on. And so we found a piece of ground. Um, it's far enough away from the gas stations and the bars and all these different things so that we can put a school on it. And then we, the rest of the money is really is what it takes to build a pre-K through um, high school school. It's what it takes. And it's not, a, it's not a super fancy school, but it's also not real basic because I believe that we serve a big God and a majestic God. And he is, it should be, I want people to walk onto the campus and go, oh my goodness, I want to be, I want my kids in this school. I don't want just basics. No, we're not being stupid extravagant with our design, with our architect, but, but I want it to be nice. I want people to say, wow, I want it to represent God well. I've got flags in the front. We're going to have the Christian flag in the front on a pole that's the tallest. And then all the other nations that come to our school represented there. For those of you that don't know me, you haven't heard some of this before, we do have students, and we've had them over the past six years from Israel, um, Australia, Austria, Germany, golly gee, Italy, all over the world. Americans and Canadians. So we've got a real melting pot of people that are coming to our schools. So we got 950 grand for the one school. Our second school up in San Isidro, which I honestly believe will be our biggest school one day, because the Costa Rican population there, um, they, don't, they don't move and change. Our, our community churns a lot. It turns over a lot. So people come and they're, we're going to live in Costa Rica. And they make it six months and then they're out because it's too hard or it's the culture is too different, or whatever. So we have a lot of uh, churn, I guess, if you will. But in San Isidro, it's a huge population, and it's going to just grow. And that one up there lands cheaper up there because it's not near the beach. So we've, we've already done the math. We've measured it out, and we can basically build the first phase of our school for $100,000 up there. And honestly, it's our first focus is really going to be in our second school. We, you're, naturally, you think, ah, we'll focus on the first school first, we really feel like that school is the one that we really need to focus the most on because the, the students that are enrolling and that are continuing to call and enroll, um, they're going to be there for a lifetime. So we feel like we need to get our, our digs into that community, you know, buy the property there first, and it's more reasonable so we can get, get some more things accomplished. It's crazy how things work there. We, we have an ad running on the back of a city bus that runs from 5 in the morning to 10 o'clock at night for the school. And it's just, it's just neat to see how people, how people respond and, and, and call in on the ads. What about our school? What can I tell you that's happened since January? Well, Bridget and I do sometimes get a little frustrated when people roll in 
and they're there for a couple months, and then they're out. But what God has been speaking to us is that we have an opportunity to present the gospel to some of these kids. So let me tell you about Arrow and Anella. They recently came to our school. They were only there for about five weeks, and then their parents pulled them out. Well, Arrow and Nella came from Hawaii. Their mom is Hawaiian. Dad is from California. And when they they were born in in Hawaii and they grew up without Jesus. And then they went to California where they went to the Anawanda School of Wisdom and Knowledge, where they were taught Buddhism. But Arrow and Anella, when, when they came to the chapels and we started talking about Jesus, they had zero frame of reference. They had absolutely no idea who we're talking Who's Jesus? Born in Hawaii, grew up in California, had zero frame of reference. So many times we've talked about the 1040 window and unreached people groups, right? Or people in the Amazon and these tribes of people who've never heard about Jesus. Well, we're not going to unreached people groups, but we literally have a group of unreached people. We literally have a group of unreached people from all over the world. We just signed up a boy from Spain. His name is Urko. He's going to be starting in January. And I, hopefully he's probably got some kind of a Catholic background thing going on, which is great. But, but we literally have students that come in from all over the world. People say, well, what's it, what's it like there, you know? And the, the gringos in the area, the, the non-Costa Ricans, um, I would lay money that 80% of them, if they're under the age of 45, 80% of them smoke pot on a regular basis. I mean, we are in a surfer town, dude. I mean, that's where we are. And yet, what's so crazy is that the local church that we're part of there is a great church. The pastor does a great job. But that church never touches the group of people that we touch every single week through our school. They never touch them. They're two different worlds. So we get invited to parties, and we'll be at, I'm not kidding, we'll be at a kid's 13th birthday party at the river, and everybody's floating down the river in tubes and jumping off cliffs. Thank you, Isaac. And all these different things, and there'll be five dads over in the corner smoking pot. It happens. And so we are in this place called to be a light because I could look down my Christian nose and be like, I don't compromise who I am. They know who I am. And trust me, we don't get invited to every party. (laughs) But mostly the kid parties we get invited to, and that's cool because we're being a light in, in that community, and it's really special. All right, awesome. You guys rock. So for some of you that don't know where Costa Rica is, um, it's the little red one down at the bottom. People always say, what's it like living on an island? We don't live on an island. It's an isthmus. And so we're, we're down that skinny little part of Costa Rica. Go to the next one, bud. And so where we live, boy, I don't have a pointer. Do you see where it says up here, right above me? See where it says Manuel Antonio National Park in the green? Go to the right, and where it says Dominical, that white dot, that's where we live. We're right down on the bottom of Costa Rica on the coast. We live in an area called uh, the Whale's Tail. Actually, our home, I should have put a picture on there, the home that we rent. There's another prayer request. We're believing God for a house, so you can just pray with us. We're, we're believing God to build a house this year. But the, the place where we live is the Whale's Tail, and right now the whales are there. They're giving birth. So there are all these big, big whales and their, and their calves being born. And it's just a really, it's a really beautiful place to live. We do have lots of crocodiles and snakes and scorpions and all that fun stuff. But anyway, it's all good. Let's go to the next one. So this is our first school. This is uh, just some shots from this year. Go ahead. Um, yeah, gosh, you get a whole mix of people. This is a staff shot um, of our Costa Rican and American teachers, and they're wonderful. We have a great mix. If you know of any licensed, qualified teachers for high school level, let me know that want to come do a year because that's one where we, we always need a little bit of help. Costa Ricans are awesome, 
But, you know, if you've never been taught Algebra 2 or geometry, there's no way you can teach it, right? It's the law of the lid. They can only go as high as they've been taught. And so they don't know how to do calculus or trigonometry. We have to hire teachers that do it. I want to give a shout-out really quick. The girl in the bottom right towards the front, this girl's name is Stephanie. She is awesome. That girl works circles around most people, and she will end up being, our vision is in about three to four years, the director of the, the school down in Uvita. She's got those kind of leadership skills. She's a smart girl. I'm grooming her. I'm training her on the business side of it. Um, and she loves Jesus. She, she can sing. Isaac can tell you, man, that girl can sing. It's just she's an amazing young lady. So we're, we're really thankful for our group, our staff. Go ahead, bub. Um, so as you look on the floor, you've got, a, let's see, you've got, I guess, basically pre-K through fourth grade. And Miss Marty's doing a puppet show um, and, and just sharing the gospel and just doing a simple thing on Fridays. We have a chapel every Friday. And so they're just hearing about Jesus. And, I mean, you've got crazy things. You know, sometimes people will look at our pictures and be like, well, they're not dirty, scruffy little kids, you know, with distinted bellies and all that. That's true. But there are kids, as I look at those faces on there, that um, it's a little different. And if I've said this before and you've heard it, just bear with me. But I want to give you an example. If you see the little redhead girl on the top right, okay, her name's Brighton. And she is, she is a fireball. She's a true redhead. But you know what? Her daddy was on the cover of Forbes magazine seven months ago. Okay? We have children from... All walks of life. We have them, the, the, the Americans that are down there, Canadians, these are families of great influence. They're going to go back and they're going to make a difference in their world. And they're going to be leaders in their world. I think we've told you this before, but we had um, two students that the dad was the founder of Yahoo and one of the co-founders of LinkedIn. And so those kids got saved at our school. And so they're going to grow up in circles, right, of influence because their parents are leaders. And so it's really exciting to see what's happening. But just so you know, because I know many of you, you support us personally and the church is a, helps us personally. We do have a tuition charge for our school. But the little girl on the bottom right, her name is Susan. Susan's mom is a drug addict. She's currently in a halfway house trying to get clean. And her grandma works at the local high school. And her grandma came and said, can I please, will you give me a scholarship? Will you help me get my daughter in here? And we gave her a tremendous discount to get her daughter in this, her granddaughter in the school. And you guys, she came in speaking very little English. She just finished the first grade. Like in our school, you can do more than a grade in a year. We're in the third, we're going into the fourth quarter, and she's almost done with the entire first grade. And it's in English, most of it, about 60 70% of it. She's brilliant. Bridget said something to me a couple of weeks ago. She said, maybe it was months ago now, she said, Albert Einstein could be in our midst here at the beach, but without an opportunity to get an education, he would never reach his potential. The person to find the cure for cancer could be here at the beach, down here in the jungle, in the giggle weeds with us, but yet if they never get a chance to learn, have an education and honestly to learn English, they're never going to be discovered. They won't reach their full potential. And it's not that we're God's gift to the community, but, but we are. The church is God's gift to this community. All right, go on. That's just one of our, our amazing teachers and two girls in the class. They had a pajama day at school, so they wore pajamas. Oh, it was Day of the Child. That's a holiday, by the way. Day of the Child. As Marianne always says, every day is Child's Day. They shouldn't get a holiday. Uh, so there's Abby on the far left with a bunch of her girlfriends at a field trip. 
See, our field trips are kind of fun. They go to waterfalls and jump off of waterfalls and sit on fallen trees over the waterfall. And um, yeah, our, our, I wish I could have gone to a school like the one we have because it's, they have a lot of fun. These kids don't even realize it. One day they will. One day they will. Go on, bud. This is our indoor soccer arena that we have at our current school. This is probably one of the coolest things about our current facility is it is out of the sun and out of the rain. Um, and so it's really nice. And this part is really, really great. The kids love it. The parents love it. This was at a Father's Day event that we had. Next. That's just us. Next. Um, these are some of the kids working in their offices. At our school, they learn two different ways. They have little offices where they work, and we build these desks for them. Um, just pointing it out, we haven't had to build one of these in years, which is good. But when we were building it, this church and people in this church helped us. Those things are 100 bucks a seat is basically what it costs, actually about 125 a seat. Because those, the wood down there, lumber is crazy expensive because they've got bamboo, but hard wood to build with is kind of hard to come by. So lumber down there is really expensive. So to build a row of four desks is 400 bucks for the row of desks, and then it's about 40 bucks a chair, 50 bucks a chair. So those kind of things are what you guys are helping us do to build this thing so these kids have somewhere to go to school. Next. <laughs> It's just some of my crazy preschoolers. They're really, they're really amazing kids. Um, next, some high school delinquents. I'm just kidding. Hi. All right, go to the next one. Uh, art class. Next. We did. Um, we had this guy one time from Tulsa. I don't, I've never even met him. He owned a furniture store. He heard about us through somebody else and said, hey, can, do you guys need some science equipment? I said, yeah, we could use a microscope. He said, okay. So he bought us a microscope and shipped it down. I don't, I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you his name to this day. We can't keep up. I mean, God is doing great things, but the kids love the microscopes. This was Abby and Isaac. They had a field trip through the mangroves. Um, Bridget loves to tell the story that literally as they were all getting into their kayaks, getting ready to put off, they push off. There were literally crocodiles swimming in the river down the way. And the thing is with crocs, they really don't want to bother people because you're bigger than they are in that boat, and they really leave you alone. They go after fish, small dogs, things like that. But that's just some of the adventure that we have down there. It's true. One time Bridget and I went somewhere for our anniversary, and we were down to this little boat dock, and they don't let dogs get on the boat dock because the crocs have learned that they can go up there and whack it with their tail, and they knock it off the dock into the water, and they got lunch. It's really, it's crazy. It's a crazy place to live. Next. We had a science fair this year, and so these guys were, were some winners of the first and second place of the science fair. Next one, bub. Um, this is kind of cool. Just now, it just opened in August, August, I believe, Texas Tech University out of Lubbock, Texas, has opened a campus in San Jose in the capital. And so they're doing two degrees. They're doing um, a STEM degree, which is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, and then like a tourism degree. So we took the high school students up there to go um, hear their presentation and to see the campus, and it was pretty neat. It's pretty cool to have an option like that in Costa Rica, and you actually get a degree from Texas Tech, and it's about 50% of the tuition of what it costs in the state, so it's like, you, it's a good one. Next. All right, so this is our other school I was telling you about up in San Isidro, but Victory. Go ahead. So this is, this is the first part of the crew from the first part of the year, and um, you can see it's smaller. We only do um, daycare through third grade at that school, and then we're going to add a year every year that we go on, and it's, uh, it's doing amazing. Go ahead, Isaac. Um, the gal in the photo there, she's the kindergarten teacher. She taught for us at our other school last year, and then we moved her up there. The young lady that we have in charge next of the school um, is, her name is Sharon. I don't know if she's any of the photos. 
Isaac, go to the next one. Um, anyway, she's, as the director up there, this young lady is, is amazing. She's 26 years old. She went to school in Florida, graduated. She's, she's Tika. She's Costa Rican, but she lived in Florida. And so she understands how my gringo brain works, but yet she's Tika. She actually said to me the other day, I'm glad you don't speak Spanish very well. Because sometimes when I got to deal with the red tape and this government stuff, the Tabasco sauce, as they say, starts to come up, and I get kind of fiery. And she's like, I'm like, tell him I said da 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 She'll be like, she'll translate it her way. <laughs> she'll put it into so that it's more culturally sensitive. She's like, oh, what am I going to do with you? So anyway, it, we're a good team. You know, we're a good team when people are, are acting silly. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah. So keep going, Isaac. That was Day of the Child pictures and some other stuff we took. So we got some, some great ones. What's cool, though, about getting them in daycare is once – Right? Humans, we're, we're creatures of habit. So once we start getting them as little people, it's, why change? It's a good school. Everything's going. And so that's why we were started with such a young group, because they'll stay with us, we believe, throughout their whole, their whole school career. Go ahead, bub. It's just one of the little rooms. Um, you know, you said something interesting. You mentioned airfare. Yeah, airfare costs money. But you know what? All of these things cost money. And this church has really helped us. Every doorway in this school had to be taken out. I had to hire a guy to come and take all the doors off because the Ministry of Health said they must be 90 centimeters wide to be ADA accessible, right? Get it? But it was a ton of work. And so we had to, because I don't know how to do all that. Hired a guy. He came and he took it all off. He re-mudded the walls so that it was a nice, nice thing. Those chairs and tables, all of those things cost money. They, and they're not cheap, actually, in Costa Rica. I went to Pri or uh, what is it, Costco with my dad the other day. I mean, I was like, look how cheap everything is. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm like, I bought like eight light bulbs for four bucks. I mean, where we live, it's like four bucks for one. I was like so excited. And so anyway, things just have a cost down there. And so anyway, you guys helped do all of that. That's my buddy James. He's, he's doing good. You know, going back to the whole public school, we had a kid that came from the second grade into our school up there. He didn't know his ABCs. Did not know one, two, three. Second grade. Sharon, Sharon sent me a text. And remember, she's Costa Rican. She sent me a text and she said, our public school is failing these kids. Now, give him a little, he's, he's a little ADD. He bounces off the walls a little bit and he's difficult for them. And if you're a teacher and you got 30 kids in a room, God bless him because that's a hard thing to do. But we're small enough where we can address him, and, and, but he's learning, and so his parents are thrilled. Keep going. I don't know what they're doing there. Birthdays are a big deal, just so you know, in Latin American culture, right? Birthdays are a big deal. Okay, yeah. Got to have a big birthday party. Every, every kid has a big birthday party. Next, I think we're almost done. That's a field trip of some kind. Keep going. We do do a lot of um, things environmentally there. That's a big thing for the culture and for people that move there. They want to see things growing, you know, and it's a great place. It, everything grows there, and it grows super fast. So we do a lot of the sustainable stuff, planting, I don't know what they were planting, carrots or celery or something. I don't know. But we do that with those guys. They do a lot of presentations, normal school stuff. I'm going to get into the word. I don't want to go too long. Go ahead, Isaac. Just keep going through them slowly. There you go. Well, that was fast. Okay. That was Miss Oakaline. Anyway, you guys get a general idea. I just wanted to throw a few pictures up so you can see a little bit of what they're doing. Um, if you do the Facebook thing, go on our Facebook pages for the schools. You can see all kinds of pictures or the Touch of Fire Ministries website, touchoffire.net. Um, you can keep up with all of that. Okay, that's exciting. It's easier for me to talk about that because I am excited about what we're doing, what God has us doing there. Um, Thank you so much for joining us today. 
If this message has blessed you, we invite you to visit us in person at the corner of Highway 31 South and Southport Road, Indianapolis, Indiana, or visit us online at FCCIndianapolis.com.